Watch us, love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Our goal is to win, for Christ's sakes. And you keep talking about the CBT. You keep talking about prospects and your long-term goal. Like, you just basically told us we ain't good enough. We suck. You let us down. Angry Lou. Angry Lou. A hole the size of I don't even know what in that bullpen. Keep playing like dog Recall my manager, Lou. Go get me a goddamn first baseman. That's what I want. I don't want an outfielder D8. I need a first baseman. Okay, Lou, I'll ask you something. What? How do you go into the season without a closer? How do you not address the closer situation? Lou, what's up, dog? Good, how are you doing? Good. Well, it's always great to have you here, Lou. Speed it up! Oh, no, Speed no, it no, up. no, this is all that we, we don't want sped up Lou. We don't want sped up Hardo Lou. We don't need, oh, I'm sure we can find Hardo Lou. I don't know about oh, yeah. sped up Lou. Oh, our, yeah. uh, our great friend, of course, who will uh, be a, uh, a part of the call today over on uh, 8.50 a.m. of the Red Sox against Northeastern. It is our pal Lou Merloni. He is brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market Perfecting the art of fresh and uh well lou let's start with you're in sunny florida you're in fort my how's the applebee's treating you down there oh i love it down here the weather is fantastic you know hurricane ian kind of ripped through it a little bit but it's recovered really nicely i know people coming down here you can check it out visit fortmyers.com you can see all the reopenings the beaches the beautiful white beaches are open it's 88 degrees do what i do check out the waterfront dining fresh seafood check out the dolphins the manatees it's it's fantastic. You're coming down with the family, and you can also check out a ball game. Lou, have you are you, are you doing what the Orsillo used to do? Are you running across that that giant bridge there in Fort Myers every day? Did you say running? I'm sorry. <laughs> did you say? Well, you listen, said running, right? I, you know, when Heim Bloom is down there, not only running five Ks no, in his no. off time, but he's also listening to podcasts on double the speed. I figured that even if you were, <laughs> even if you went like me in Fourier and went half speed on both, you'd be okay. No, 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 no. There's no running. I call timeout to get catch my breath when I get a double. Lou, <laughs> Lou, listen, real quick before we get into what's going on down there, oh, okay? Yeah. I just real quick, old school Hardo scale with Heim uh, Bloom making doing his like morning <laughs> run, listening to. A podcast on double speed so we can get the entire podcast in on a scale of one to ten <laughs> ten being a julian edelman hardo <laughs> hardcore to the max where does high and bloom fall on the hardo scale with the sped up podcast well i mean I, I don't know if that's i think that's more weird than hardo probably middle of the pack in that five range now if he's out here with like a sock tied around his head and you know uh just some spandex shorts i think that's more of the hardo look right <laughs> Probably, which I didn't see. Can you imagine him with a sock tied around his head, like running across that bridge at full speed? People would be like, that guy's running from the wall. I actually think, I feel like he should make a bet, and next time he has that 6.30 a.m. run, he's got to wear that. <laughs> Spandex with no Can't shorts over the top, too, Ooh, by the way. Yes. You know what? Straight up, like, dancer. Maybe yes. that's that's the road they could go down. Because, Lou, I know, like, in football, they always do, like, conditioning tests or whatever. But maybe for future Red Sox to miss the conditioning test, yep. they have to run with Heim every morning. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Keep Dawn up Patrol. with your GM. Yeah. Yeah, hurry up. Their own version of Dawn Patrol. Oh. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, Lou, uh, we're going to get some real action today. I know it is against a a, a, listen, it's the first in in a lot of ways. There's 
There's like the first day of school, and then there's like the first test. And not that this is a major test, but being able to see these guys out there has got to be a good thing. I know the lineup is already out. What sort of what, what what is it like here? On I guess let me just be lazy and contradict myself and say it's kind of like the first day of school for these guys. They're in the lineup. What is it like for a big leaguer just getting out there and going against somebody that isn't on your team? For them, it's just really work. Like, you're right. The WBC guys are going to get two at-bats, which is nice for us. So they'll stay in the game for a while here. but Because they got to get some at-bats uh, before they get off to the WBC and join their country. So they're going to be on this. So we're going to have some starters. But I think you're just tired of facing live BP and batting practice and taking ground balls. You kind of – baseball season can be a groundhog day. You know, wake up, do the same thing, do it again. And you, you quickly want to get comfortable doing that, right? So – uh, these guys, I'm sure it's going to be good to have at bats. It's, it's really a no-win situation, you know, for the pros um, because you go out there, you have to win this game. You're supposed to be getting hits, but I think for the most of the guys that are in this lineup today, they're well aware that they're trying to get as comfortable as they possibly can early on. Yeah. So okay. So since you're down there, boots on the ground, Lou. Yeah. Give me like a, who's catching your eye? Like who's catching uh, Lou's eye right now, based on the, the time that you've been down there. Well, you know, I, I don't spend a lot of time watching the guys I know. Like, why do I need to watch Devers take BP? I know he's good. You know, so why, why do I do that? So I watch Yoshida a lot. Like, he's actually very impressive. I mean, it's batting practice, right? So see how it translates. But there's so much pop in his bat. I, I don't – I never imagined that he'd be able to drive the baseball the way he's hitting the ball on the top of the batter's eye in batting practice, which is just stupid juice. Um, so there's more of the guys I haven't really seen before, like the kids say down, Raphael, I've been following a lot, like the young prospect and watching him swing it and, um, more than really anything right now, you know, it's, it's early on. You take what you take out of batting practice, try to get your first look at guys. Yeah. Lou, uh, when you talk about a guy like Yoshida, you go in eyes wide open. What are some of the things that you were looking for, even just setting eyes on this guy around the cage and what has jumped out to you just in the limited that you've seen this? guy the power jumps out right away but really it's kind of like the approach um remember like a jd drew was a guy that drew a lot of walks and saw the ball real well and it's a very similar soft kind of approach uh, everything's under control you can see where you know he probably sees the ball real well identifies strikes which is the reason why like he's on base percentage has been so high in the past and so you, you hope that things like that translate the one question always when you come from japan is can you handle velocity and from the scouting, they looked at it and watched him throw, get, go up against guys that throw hard. Not many of them over there. But when he did face velocity, he actually uh, upticked in average, you know, and, and looked very comfortable. So I think that's something they felt really good about. So I was watching uh, Nesson a little bit last night, and they, uh, Jim Rice was helping a Yoshida kind of take some reps off the wall out there in left field, like the mini, you know, Fort Myers uh, green monster. Yep. Um, it seemed like he just adjusted pretty well. Like, how difficult is it for a guy – uh, coming to a, a new team, right, and then having to kind of manage, you know, that wall and all the angles and all the, you know, difficulty that that it uh, uh, that it can give you. You know, there's there's a few things like the Jimmy's out there with him right now during BP, and just when the ball hits the wall, don't get too tight to the warning track so it bounces over your head. Know that it's going to maybe bounce in certain spots towards center field, get in positioning and dissipate. But I always felt like the toughest part. I mean, listen, if it's over your head, turn around. You know, and just play it off the wall. The hardest part is that you're pretty shallow, you know, at Fenway Park and left field. And and what line drives to go get, what line drives to stay back on, you know, because it's just the, the ball's on you so much quicker. So I feel like that's like a big adjustment for left fielders. So so the, the question I have, and this may be a stupid question, but no stupid questions nope, here on the show none. now, Lou. Okay? Not, nope. Okay, is 
I, I how do they is somebody hitting the ball? Is there like a jugs machine for a baseball like that they use to kind of give those because there's the high loopers, there's the high there's the line drives, and each one promotes a different angle, you know, off the wall. Like how how do they practice that aspect of it? Yeah, they'll just hit the fungos out there. These guys are pretty good at it. I want to hit a line drive off the wall. Yeah, Yeah, fly ball off the wall. They're they're pretty. They're not perfect at it, right? But I think you want a ball kind of off a bat. They have the machines too, which I think if they just want to get it more rapid, they can do it that way. Lou Maloney with us from down in Fort Myers. And uh, by the way, I've screwed up. First game on 850 isn't until next month. I know Lou is doing some nesting work down there. Brian Bayo got shut down. On February 17th, I think it was. Um, now we're at a week later. Where where are we at on Bayo? And should we all back here be concerned that they had to shut the guy down once he started throwing down there? They don't seem concerned about it. He threw the other day, kind of like just on flat ground, meaning just basically out in the outfield. So he's going to be throwing a bullpen, I believe, maybe tomorrow okay. um, or Sunday. Uh, one of those things. And I think they just anticipate that they're moving forward now. Now he's, you know... He, you know, in spring training, it's a six-week camp. You miss one week. You know, you are a little bit behind, but you can always manipulate that and have him be the fifth starter type of thing, too, to get him ready. So I don't think there's any concern right now. Um, I would be just just focusing on what he, how he feels after these next couple of bullpens. So the other guy, the other name that kind of stands out uh, that a lot of people are anticipating watching is Justin Turner. Um, what have you have you seen him at all? Like, just what, what's the, any updates with him, and what's he going to be doing? What position he's going to be playing? He's working at first base a lot with Cassis. Um, you know, he can just swing it. You know, it's, it's pull side stuff. You know, pull side power with him, which is good at Fenway Park. And same thing with Duvall. So for him, it's just he, he's a unique guy that I think he comes in here. And even though he hasn't been in Boston, I actually consider him stepping in. It might take a little bit of time, but to me, he's a leader. You know, he's a leader of this team. He's been around a long time. He knows what it takes. He knows the routine, how to go about it. So. He's going to be playing, a, I think, a big role in that locker room today, this year. Well, who who is with Xander leaving? Yeah. By contract, you would think the natural baton would be passed to Devers. Yeah. Although I don't know if he's ready for that leadership role. And if it takes a while for Turner to kind of, you know, get into the mix, who's in charge in that clubhouse? Feels like Kike's trying to jump in those shoes. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. I mean, the staff is fine. You know, the staff's got plenty of guys there, whether it's Sale and Kluber and Paxton and Pavetta that have been around a long time and guys like Jansen and Martin in the pen. But at that position player group, you're right, Kike kind of took that step forward. I considered, you know, uh, Justin Turner to be one of those guys as well. And, you know, even a guy like Arroyo, like you need one of those guys on your team. And, you know, I don't know, we'll see. Hopefully he can play a lot of games this year. But, you know, he keeps things loose. You know, he jokes around an awful lot. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. Duvall's a guy that's been in the league a while, so it's – you don't have that one guy. You know, it's going to come from a lot. Lou, uh, is this roster minus a major injury, obviously, is this roster pretty much set, or do you think in two weeks Heim Bloom might go, uh-oh, I should have listened to Marloni and loaded up on middle infielders? <laughs> no, I, I think it's right now It's it's this is what it is. You know, um, there's a few bench roles. You know, a guy like Alfaro, do they keep three catchers because he can play first and DH and pinch hit, those types of things. And who's the fourth outfielder? Is a guy like Tapia find himself, you know, on this roster? He was from Toronto last year. So some of those roles, I think, need to be defined. Um, you're right. It, it's thin. And the question is, like, especially in the middle of the infield, that first month of April, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully Mondesi, you know, joins this club at some point at the end of April, early May. And now you've got three guys to rotate through that middle of the infield. 
But uh, in April, it can be a little bit thin if you get a rash of injuries. All right, so we're talking to Lou Merloni, obviously. Um, and Lou, I want to get your opinion of this because there was an article in The Athletic where they, where they talked to, uh, they did like a whole, uh, where they talked to 29 GMs and scouts, and they asked them a bunch of questions, and, and two things stood out to me, and I'm wondering if you think this is a cause for concern or worry, where the two most improved teams on, on, one, on this list, two teams were in your own division, Toronto and Yankees, two of the most improved teams, Lou. They were already good last year. Now they also gave them most improved in a year where they were already good. And the least improved team was uh, your number uh, was the Red Sox getting 11 out of 29 votes. What do you make of that? I mean, is that just like you were already felt like they were up against it anyways, and two of the best teams in the division got better, and now everybody's telling me that the Red Sox got worse. Yeah, and you know it's it's. I just felt like last year everybody underperformed. You know, in the entire lineup. So whether they're just sort of basing it on that, we're focusing on guys, you know, that have left. You know, I I don't really care about the preseason rankings. You know, we're talking so much about Bogey and JD and Vasquez leaving, but we're not talking about getting Franchi out of the outfield. We're not talking about getting Duran out of center. We're not talking about getting Bobby Dahlbeck and Franchi off first base. You know, enough. Like those are going to be vast improvements. You know, with these guys and this rotation right now, like when I watch these guys, you know, I've always said, like, if healthy, they should be able to compete with a playoff you know, for a playoff spot. And right now, when I watch them, I'm like, yeah, this is what we're talking about because the lineup is there, the rotation is deep. The only question is, when do the injuries come? You know, and how many are there? And can they cover it? Right? So if they have a rash of injuries, they're going to be in trouble, you know, like they had last year. Um, but if they can remain healthy and get a little bit lucky in that regard or stagger some injuries, one guy goes down for a month, another guy goes down for a month, then they can hang in there. I uh, I just saw a tweet, Lou, from Chris Cotillo, yeah. who said, Red Sox pitchers today, uh, Audenir, Mosqueda, yep. Durbin, Feltman, yep. Chase, Shugard, and Taylor Broadway. It sounds like it's completely made up. <laughs> it's basically your triple-A bullpen is what it is. Okay. Yeah, that's what you're going to feature today. The starters, the lefty guy is kind of intriguing. We'll see what he can be like. But uh, that's it. But I'm, I'm just, you know, again, World Baseball Classic. I mean, we've got, you know, five, six, seven guys. You know, Casas is in there as well. So it's at least it's like a it's a major league roster, and we know we're going to get three or four or five innings of them. So that's nice. Are you uh, a pro World Baseball Classic guy or not? Yeah, I am. I am. I mean, I think it's pretty cool watching Dominican play in Puerto Rico and Japan and the United States. I mean, these teams are loaded, right? It doesn't get as much fanfare as maybe it should. Maybe baseball people are into it, but yeah, you've seen some of the best in the world kind of competing in a, in a very strange tournament, at least timing-wise. Hey, when you were at PC, did you guys have the big league team that you played against like Northeastern no. is today? No, so you had none of that. No, we didn't. As a matter of fact, when I was here in Boston, we used to play Boston College, and then they started playing both. But now it's just Northeastern. It's, it's fun for the guys, you know, the kids, especially at Northeastern, something they remember forever. The players, you know, the pregame, sitting around the club, uh, the uh, batting cage, hanging out with them, talking with them. And, but as far as the players go, it's one of those games where it's like, I just want to get at bats and, and, and move on, right? Mm. Our great uh, friend Lou Maloney, he'll be, uh, of course, doing stuff on Nesson, and you'll hear him here uh, all during Red Sox season, and he will be with us each and every week, at least we think, and we're excited about that. Lou, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Have a good, uh, have fun today. All right, boys. Have a good day. Right, there we go. The sun. There goes yeah. our friend. You jerk. <laughs> Y'all, listen to you. Uh, there goes our great friend, Louis Marloni, and of course, he is also brought to us by visitfortmyers.com. The islands, the beaches, the neighborhoods for all the latest. Go to visitfortmyers.com. 
You're listening to Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Eleven twenty four. Gresh and Foyer here with you on Boston and New England Sports Original WEEI. For those of you on Twitch, there are people behind me. They are authorized to be here. They're the ones who make sure we're on air because I know the Twitch chat will be. Who are those guys that are standing there? So guys, uh, they, they these are the people who keep us on air. You know what they're doing. So before, yeah. like, so before. <laughs> Can I don't don't go ahead? Don't mess with them. Okay, I know. The only guy I'm not you know messing why? with is, is Mingles. No. Well, first of all, n- no. The only they're, guy I'm not. All, the only guy I'm never messing with. They're all in the same group for one reason and one reason only. They know stuff that we don't. They know where the bodies are buried. Yeah, that's, they that's know what we don't see. They just came by and gave <laughs> oh, the thumbs up. You know why? Scary. Because and you know what? And that's just why I say. Known Mingles is great. You go out, you got a dead car battery. You just go in and say, Mingles, I need some help. He's like, what do you need, buddy? He goes in and amidst all those like Metallica and Guns N' Roses t-shirts and are in the back of his truck. He's got the jumper cables for you. Pops you right up. Probably has a freaking battery thing. They can go on there and make sure your terminals and that everything is charged the way it's supposed Maybe to. Maybe some dead bodies in the back of his... I'm uh... just... I'm not, I'm not going there. I don't want to be one of them, but... Uh, I learned learned a long time ago when I was an intern at a fan in New York, there was a very uh, prominent whack whack morning show host who got a little lippy with (laughs) with one of the engineers. And if I remember correctly, I think the story went did like an hour over the phone holding it up to his. It's like you want to mess with those guys. Oh, yeah, they'll put you on a handheld and uh and and make you do it as if you sound like you're, you know, reporting from Beirut or something like that. (laughs) So please, if there's one thing I would say, don't. It would be like you effing with an athletic trainer or the equipment guy. True, true. Because the equipment guy might be, oh hey, my thing's messed up, and the guy like, oh I didn't hear. Well, you. listen, first you, you should you should just be nice to all those guys, anyways. Uh, like the the two guys that I like to over tip come Christmas time is my trash guy and my mailman, the two most important people in my life. The trash guy. Yeah, the trash guy. And the waste mailman. Yeah, those two guys. Always. I am, I'm terrible at not leaving like a gift no. card in for my mailman or those whatever. Those guys, I, and that way I put whatever the hell I want out there. Sorry, sir, that's a hazardous material. Nope, never hear from my trash guy. Oh, God, <laughs> they don't do that. Hey, you there's got, a fridge. Will you take it? Sure. Do you have blue bags in your town? I do have, uh, yes. yes we so do. you, so it, 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 that's the real gimmick is that you pay for trash collection and then, like, for me, I know I have to go to the supermarket and go uh, spend $10 on 10 blue bags yeah. to then put stuff in to then I'm paying them to come pick it up. But for some reason, they got to put it in these blue bags or whatnot. It's just, it's No, it's I'm telling you, the two most, the most important people in your life as far as uh, the mailman. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, because a lot of times, listen, I forget to pick my mail up. And that that thing gets stuffed, and there's no room in there. How do you forget to just, pick up your mail? I, did you hear me yesterday? I went up to get my phone charger, I, and I ended up doing five different things before I actually ended up getting my phone charger. But it's the mail. 
Like you just it I becomes habit. You, I know. You, oh, so wait a minute. So did you not get the mail because you were stuck in the house and never left and went anywhere? No, Your no, routine this is, was this, broken. This isn't just. Or a, this, this is a, just this is scatterbrain Fourier. Oh, this is a, forgets. No, to do this it. is just who I am. This isn't like this is got ice. mail. This isn't a set of circumstances that changed my routine. I am very routine oriented, so this week drove me nuts. But no, <laughs> I am. I feel like if I am not on a routine, if I am not if I don't if I don't get up at the same time, if I don't do the same thing, like I I, I am so off. It just drives me nuts. The fact like how much was I bitching and complaining about getting back to work today? Even though I had so much extra time to prep and just hang out. And I was home at two, and I, hey, what do we want to do? Nothing. Like, I need a routine. 100% need a routine. And it's like to the minute. And if I'm off for a second, like, everything gets thrown off. Everything. So if, if I'm off, that's why. Well, you know, you also have another responsible adult in your house who I would think maybe occasionally would be like, you know what? I should probably check the mailbox. Um, the mail's here. The mail's here. Here's right. the mail that never fails. It makes me want to wait. Sometimes. That, Terp, is a deep pull, and I love it. Good job on that uh, Peter Griffin song there. Yeah, so tip your uh, bartenders, your waitresses, and your mailman, and your trash guy. Some, always, always, always tip your trash guy. Cindy, always. the mail, ca- mail carrier, preach Christian from yes. uh, Cindy. Uh, I give my mailman a 12-pack every year. Absolutely. That's tip the your mail. Where else, like, who else is, like, it, when it comes to, like, your daily life, like, you know, re- you know routine, the mail guy, imagine if you miss a week of trash. I, I actually missed my, oh, I actually I've missed, done that. I missed this week because yep. uh, I thought it was, President's Day, right? And I thought that the they would skip a day. It up. Yep. But no, they picked up the trash on Tuesday. Sure as hell, I wasn't feeling good, and I forgot to drop. Now I have just crap everywhere. Mm. But since I'm friends with the, the trash guy, and I make sure I take care of him every Christmas, and you know, every now and then, if I have extra liquor or food hanging around, like which guy, you always do, the guy. I wish I was a bigger drunk. I would really have a lot of product, and I would never have to buy anything. But I'm not, so I give it away. There's a box of there's a box and a half of stuff just still uh. sitting in there in the well, it's uh, West Court in the boys that's, that's for our fantastic. That's for our uh, our shootout. Ooh. We're gonna do the shootout drunk. Oh, we're also that's what we should do. Well, uh, th- now that that would be, would be even better. That Everyone's got to get drunk, and that, we got to do our show too. By the way, everyone else is going to be done for the most part. Oh my god! Except Mega, Mega will still have a show to do, and then Keith will have plenty of time to sleep it off because yeah. it starts at six. And the one thing I have learned about Keith is his tolerance is high. Is it so he could? But oh, he's a yeah. beer guy, though. His tolerance well, is high for beer, not no, there, hardcore liquor. No, but there is the no, no, no. There's the video of him doing the whole, you know, uh, trum or uh, rum, triple sec, tequila. Yeah, but, da, 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 but that's it all not together. his wheelhouse. He's a him and Fitzy are micro, guys. yeah, craft yeah, beer yeah. guys. And wouldn't you say that even though there's a high alcohol content and so a lot of these craft beers. The, the the darker whiskeys and rums and tequilas that'll get you quicker than Maybe, a beer. But I know Keith can drink. I know. Can he? I know he can drink I, beer. Beer no, no, is no, different no. to me. All of it. Really? Yes. I think his. I think his. So tol- he's better when he's drunk. I he's think, one of those guys. I don't know about that, but his tolerance is exceptional. I don't know. Mine's about really low. Truly, down. <laughs> truly, mixed berry. Right. Like uh, I, 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 he would be the one that if we were to have like a drunk three point shootout, really? Oh, I'd put my money on Rich. That actually sounds even more fun than what we're going to try to do uh, March seventh. However, we probably would have to do that at like uh, a private location or something. I don't know. If oh, the I don't think the Celtics center. are going to let us do that. That's right. And hey, we're bringing in our own food and drink. 
So you have a you have a little setup you could do there. I don't want people at my house, so I'm out. I could do it. I would do it at yeah, my house. Yeah, we could do I would it. Do, yeah. You know what I would do? I actually plus you got plenty I would of do, space and yard for us to pass out. I stuff. would do a summer like uh, work day, like a like a Caddyshack work day, and we would do the show from my house, and we would just see how how far we could get through the show before somebody pulls the plug on us. I have done one liquored up show in life when i was in satellite land we well you can curse in satellite land well again so, well i worked for a uh spastic baseball lover ah, i don't want you cussing on my channel back after this <laughs> he has however we there was one night where i think one of the other channels did it or whatever and it was like a friday night where nobody was paying attention and <laughs> we That's would a lot of fun. I don't even know that there, there would be there were there would actually be no way we could make it four hours zero. First of all, oh, I totally I would, disagree. I, I I'm telling you, my, you wouldn't be able to nope. get through four hours. No, I would get drunk after the first one. I'd be tipsy, giggly, laughy, jokey, silly, and then I would fall asleep <laughs> within an hour. This is no joke. Uh, within an hour, I'm the guy that goes out to dinner. If I don't go at like six o'clock, I'm like. Irritated. Sick. Oh, yeah. I'm the blue hair special. You're the. Guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're in. I had a long talk with bird. I had a long talk with with Billy uh, earlier this morning about my mouth guard and how if, if I drink, I snore like crazy. So I was trying to convince Billy to get a mouth guard because it works. That's what you do. Does so, it really? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. I have if a mouth guard that. for my dentist, and it literally brings my jaw like five feet forward so it opens up. Like my throat, everything, and then you don't snore. I don't snore at all. Like last night, my wife. You have to put your mouth guard in, please. Oh yeah, sorry. And then it takes me five minutes to get the stupid thing in because I'm like half asleep. Yeah, and, and then, then you're snoring up. goes away. That's it. Goes away. So you just be woken up like that, pop that thing in, and go right back to sleep. Yeah. It doesn't wake you up right no, away. No, it well it does. Sometimes I'm screwed, but I'm. I'm it's usually like at one thirty in the morning. So yeah, wow. Get yourself a mouth guard. Go to your dentist. Okay, three things that you well, learned today. My, tip listen. your tip your uh, your your trash guys, your mailmen, and if you're a dude that uh, wants to make your your lady friend happy, okay, get yourself a mouth guard. Uh, when I walk into my dentist, he's not thinking, "Oh, I'm just going to give you a mouth guard." Well, you have so much dental work. You I know so many that's the thing. Teeth. I figure that by the time I'm 55, I'll be like my dad. You're going to be pulling out your teeth. No, my. You know what, my old man. Uh, so I'm 48. At 48, he had to have the overwhelming majority of his teeth pulled. But because he was, well, broke as hell, coal miner, they left his eye teeth and his falsies hook on his eye teeth. So without his teeth, then he looks like a rhinoceros. And he let that. Uh, why do they leave the eye teeth? Well, in? see, and that's the thing. Why do they do that? I can't do that because my bottom eye teeth have already been shaved down to little pegs from my bridge. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, unfortunately, I might, like, if if event, look, history of my family is going to tell me that at some point I'm probably going to lose all of them, right? But my grandfather, my pap, who was like a MacGyver, he had those, like, full-blown dentures where they're right up to your yeah. gums. He had those in, he had those for as long as I could remember that he was on Earth. That's what I'm worried about, that I'm going to have to go, like, the full set, and then I'm going to have to, like, glue them onto my gums or something. Like, oh, it's just terrible. It really is. I'm going to eat porridge the whole rest yeah, of my life. That's, that's why I think how much weight you lose. <laughs> no, <laughs> you it, would go, 
No. You'll, you'll eat porridge and you, you'll drink like all, no, all your but, food through a straw. Well, but that's the thing. Like you, when you when you so when you really think about like if you can't chew or you got a problem with your teeth or something like that, your options become so limited. Like what are you gonna do? Eat mashed potatoes and pudding all the time? You ain't losing nothing eating that. That would suck, right? That's the thing. So I'm a, I'm a little worried about that you as have I kind of move forward in life. You could have somebody like a bird. Like you can like have somebody bite it and oh, they just kind of. Oh, that is so gross <laughs> to even like think about someone like. Oh God, it's awful. Oh my God, the steak is so good. I can't throw or, some more a one on that steak. Or okay. should uh, I chew it more and then just like. Uh, <laughs> God, and even like uh, and even people who are like, I'll oh, just blend it up. No, no, it's disgusting. No, I that don't want to do that at all. <laughs> well, let's get to the uh, let's get to the Celtics because uh-huh. as the crow flies west, uh, the Celtics went to Indiana and got themselves a one forty two one thirty eight win in overtime last night. And Foye, it happened again. Late game regulation, no timeout from Joe Missoula. Ended up getting saved by a great defensive play by Marcus Smart, which ends up sending you into overtime. So, uh, you know, we go back to the question, are these learning experiences for Joe Mazzulla and it changes in the playoffs? Or is this someone who is really attached to this philosophy, like he's Brandon Staley going for it on every fourth down with the Chargers? I think that's it. I think that's it. The Uh, only way. How many times can it – has it burnt him? How many times has it burnt him? Because I can only remember, like, one time where I feel like it really – caught up to him and kind of bit him a little bit. Yeah, it hasn't Otherwise, been a lot. Otherwise, and, and, they've been and, able to manage it. And why? And I would sit there and go, well, why would that be? He's got great freaking players. Mm-hmm. He's got, you know, uh, you know, smart players, clever. I mean, they're all just, you know, effort guys. And so they make up for his stupid decisions. I mean, that's really... So if you have a really uh, if you have a coach that is making dumb decisions, the best thing to have is to have really good players. Okay, here's the thing. When you say dumb decisions, to me, you're insinuating that if you call the timeout, then you're guaranteed for success. Because if it's dumb to not call the timeout, that's where I kind of draw the line. I can't jump there just yet in thinking that if he did have a different strategy, that the outcomes would then be different. Here's the other thing I'd love to know, too. And I have no idea if we can find this. And maybe Terp, because I know uh, Terp will write some stuff on WEEI.com about the Celtics every once in a while. wonder if there's a way we can find out if coaches in that final minute, tie game, down one, up one. Like, what is the timeout usage, coach to coach? Like, for a young team like the Houston Rockets, I can understand a coach overmanaging that because you really don't have any great players. But do the coaches with the great players, like this Budenholzer, is he a guy who doesn't call timeouts at the ends of games because he can trust his team? Is it really about your roster construction wow. and a, having that's stars? It's going to be a deep dive. I know. That's so you thing. would have like, to grab all the different teams in those situations under game, one minute, right? Yep, yep. Crunch time type numbers. And then uh, compare the, the coaches that did call timeout as opposed to those that didn't. Right. And I wonder if there is a real correlation to either mm-hmm. veteran Man, be hard to get to either veteran coaches or coaches who are managing rosters with either a really strong point guard or a superstar or two. See, I don't do you think I just don't think that you should live by that code. Like I don't think you should live by that code. I think if that's your if that's your foundation, fine. But the game 
and the circumstances need to dictate a different decision. Like just overall, well, I, that's so. Listen, I know that's eighty percent of what you believe. That that's your foundation. Mm-hmm. However, like all the times I've bitched in the past, hey, you have a bunch of young guys out there. This one, everybody was hurt. Call timeout. They're oh, everybody's playing twenty five plus minutes. Give them a rest. Well, if you remember the first time that you and I discussed this, it was rooted in Joe Missoula saying, I didn't want to take the timeout because I didn't want them to sub on defense one because time we had the matches. Right, that one was time. one of them. And, but the other times, it's well, been... La- last night, it didn't bite him in the ass because they went to overtime that's and then they point. ultimately won the game. And I would say that's player-driven. You got good buckets, and they stopped hitting all those damn threes that they were hitting. And you knew eventually that uh, you were going to wear them out. Given multiple opportunities, you would eventually wear them out, and I think that's ultimately what happened. Um, you know, and just and, and just thinking about the whole like lineups. Um, my favorite lineup for this team. Forget about how they start. Okay. Okay. My favorite lineup. I was going to ask you like what yours was. This my favorite lineup is Brogdon, Tatum, Brown, Smart, and Al. And it really is. Brogdon related mm-hmm. when he is on the court and he's especially in crunch time he's on the court all the time when it matters it shows how important he is he can score. and especially because he can score and he was talking about it last night before the game he's like hey what do you owe your your such your your high three-point shooting percentage I'm getting great looks mm-hmm. these guys are generating great looks for me I'm, I have lots of time and lots of space to shoot and like it's it helps me right so with these two guys on the court it makes them so much more dangerous that's my favorite lineup uh, I'm not anti that lineup. I think uh, for me, the favorite lineup is a little more dictated as to who you're going against. You know, do I need to have Al and Time Lord in there at the same time? Then maybe I'm taking Brogdon off the floor because I know Brogdon could be the luxury where if I'm behind, I can put him in. Maybe if I got to play the two bigs, I can still put him in for a scoring lineup. But if I need defense, I can still put Marcus in there. But I'm with you. It's how about this? It is. It's hard not to like Malcolm Brogdon on the floor in crunch time. It's another ball handler and another scorer. It's going to play out at some point during this postseason that that lineup is going to be the one that they're going to have to ride in certain series. Because I think the 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 secret sauce, to bring it back around to where we started on Sweeney and uh, Stevens, their, their rosters are adaptable. And that, to me, has become a much bigger key to winning championships mm-hmm. than I think it even it, it even was in the past. Uh, the lunchtime parlay, a four-leg lunchtime parlay, is next. W-E-E-I. 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 New England Sports Original. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Gresham Fourier on WEEI. All right, here we go at 1148. And, uh, well, I kind of screwed on yesterday's parlay. Because the original pick that Turk would have had, which wasn't over, would have cashed. But then again, he had to take the side because, well, there are certain things you can't and can't parlay. And, well, it led us to a two-in-one night, and it was another uh, 10 bucks out the window. However, 
Foyer is mm. in today. I'm in, baby. Let's go. Therefore, making it a four-leg parlay, which has increased our odds dramatically. So, Foyer, since you're in on this one, why don't you lead the way today? All right, let's take uh, let's look at the Miami Heat traveling to play the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, you're looking at the Bucks. Got a lot of injuries, especially Giannis. Doesn't look like he's going to play the Heat. They always play the Bucks tough. Obviously, they acquired Kevin Love. We'll see how much he contributes. But I'm going to take uh, the Heat plus one to start. Wow. I'm going to take the Heat plus one. Yes, I think this is one of those uh, games where the where they sneak up on the Bucks and uh, they steal one from them. So you're uh, you're it's a spot play. Here. Yes, you don't yes. like the spot that the Bucks. Are nope, in. I do not. Without Giannis playing in this game, and he's got the little wrist thing that he's dealing with. You know, he's not going to uh, play yeah. until uh, he feels a hundred percent. Well, they probably pretty smart. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yeah. Wait till he's a hundred percent if you can get him there. Billy, what do you got today? Boxing tomorrow, early oh. early fight because they're out in Saudi Arabia. Oh baby, uh, Jake Paul fighting uh, not Tyson Fury, Tommy Fury. Oh yeah, do you know who Tommy the, the Fury brother? is? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the half brother, I do believe, oh. of of Tyson Fury. That'd be Tommy Fury and Billy. Isn't this like the fourth time they've tried to yeah, load up this to do fight this for a million times? Who knows what's going on? Who knows? Either way, it's kind of a sideshow. But either way, there is a benefit to it because whoever wins the fight will officially get a ranking in the WBC. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah, so the winner of this will actually be a, officially be a ranked fighter. Oh, my God. The Can highlight you imagine it, that? The highlight of it, though, was yesterday at the press conference is uh, Tyson Nod. Uh, Tommy which, Fury. No, no, no. The, uh, the which Paul is Jake it? Paul. Jake Paul, sorry. Jake Paul made a bet with Tommy Fury that if you beat me, I'll pay you double of what you're already getting paid. But Jeez. If, but if you lose, if, I, if, if Jake Paul wins, I get it all. That is something. And did they take they the shook bet? On, oh, they yeah. shook on what? it. They, they're right now, as far as I know, the paperwork's being written up if it hasn't been written up already. Jeez. So the guy loses, he gets absolutely nuts. Right. See, here's the rib of that is that uh, I do believe I think Jake. It's a gimmick. But I do believe Jake Paul is still trying to collect money from either like a pay per view company or something like that from a fight from like a couple. No, his brother is trying to get money from the Mayweather fight. Okay, there we go. All Logan, right. Logan was in some kind of dispute with Mayweather's group about not being paid. I guess he was expecting the more of the money up front as opposed to there we go. spread out over time because I think that's how Mayweather did it. It was like, you'll get you know X amount of dollars for X amount of time. And Logan Paul thought he was getting more money up front as well. There we go. Was. So there are big issues in the details. there with it. Yeah, devil's in the details. So but needless me, to say. Give me Tommy Fury at plus 145. Oh, Let's baby. give this a little juice. There we go. All right, Terp. It. Here we go. Here comes Terp's King's pick. No, actually not the Kings oh, tonight. Okay. Though they are getting six and a half, which is kind of intriguing to me. But I'm going to go with the Cavs. They're uh, going to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. The Hawks haven't played in over a week because of the All-Star break. And it's their first game with uh, interim head coach Joe Prunty. So I'm going to go with the Cavs. I think they're the better team. And I think they uh, can squeeze out the win here. And they're getting the plus ones. So as, they're, as they're waiting for Quinn Snyder to eventually be named their head coach, I like this kind of spot that you're picking the Cavs in here, considering the Hawks are in transition. Uh, I'm going to the XFL, believe it or not. And one of the two games uh, tomorrow, Arlington at Houston, the under has, or the, excuse me, the over under has crept up to 40. Now, if there's one thing that I think you can bank on in week two of the XFL. There'll be a little bit of over-under overreaction in setting numbers, and everybody gets a look at some of the, oh, that right tackle can't block anybody. Oh, that left guard's got a problem. Oh, that corner can't cover the deep nine route. 
you start to figure out what your guys can and can't do, and the scoring goes down. So Arlington and Houston, give me that under 40. So there's that. There's Tommy Fury, the Cavs and the Heat. This is one of the rare times that we've got pretty much all underdogs on the pick, all pluses. $10 Fourier will win the good people $160.47. We're doing it. That's why, that's why we're doing it. And if we hit this one, this would pull us to within 50 bucks of uh, profitability on the bit. Mm. As right. we try to work we are, it out. I mean, we need to dig ourselves out of the hole. Well, again, that's parlays. That's why it's bet a little, win a lot. Most DGENs would tell you don't bet parlays. However, we're trying to spice it up for folks who will be able to uh, wager mobily on March 10th. Although... One of the uh, approved online providers has already bailed out, and two are not going to start until May. So we're already whittling down the list in what has been a a perfectly run. I mean, just perfectly run by the state of Massachusetts. And Encore, once again, taking bets on a... Really? Taking illegal bets on a game they shouldn't be Uh, because they didn't code it properly or whatever. Really? Here's the crazy thing. Just quick about the brick and mortars. All right. And not to besmirch any people personally. How long we've been waiting for this to happen? And we're and, and we're still having issues of bad coding, or you thought Merrimack was in Florida or something like that. Is you it, would think if considering we've been ping ding a linging around to wait for betting in this state, that they would have been able to work all that stuff yeah, out. Yeah, so so because I thought it was human error. No, but it's because the, the humans who are like you know taking the bets, they aren't coding anything, right? They they're just they're just giving they're just well, taking normal yeah oh no so no it's this all has the, it's all the coding it's all yes. like uh, okay good what's available to that is me. that is amazing no. and and as a gambler if you're like oh this game shouldn't be there let me do some digging on it you're not gonna walk to the window and be like uh, excuse me the Boston College women's game should not be on there it's go get the bet in if you well, think you got an advantage what I would also say though but. Even if you are like a, a hardcore gambler and you know the rules, why would you try to circumvent them with like a local game that you know you can't bet on? That even if you win, they're going to end up taking it off the board anyways. Why even waste your time? Is it really worth it? Because it's not my problem that they don't have their stuff together. I know, but you're gonna. It's a waste of time. It, once they do realize it, and they will, unless they catch it after the fact, then it's like, oh, I catch my but ticket. Isn't it, even the last time this happened, they caught it beforehand and they killed all the bets. Didn't the, they? Well, well, they if they were in parlays, all they did was take them That's out. Right. And yeah, uh, so here's what it is: the great Bill Sparrows was all over this. It said uh, Encore took illegal bets on women's Boston College game over the weekend. Incident uh, being reviewed by IEB. Uh, GAN, which is a third-party provider, had a glitch that did not knock out the in-state women's games. This is the fourth issue of illegal betting reported since January 31st. And again, a glitch. it There's shouldn't. The key. That's right. It's all the glitch. Yeah. All right, fine. There you go. You would think it would have been worked out considering yeah, these I are know. people that are getting, know. running gambling and everything. Well, we're state. talking, you know, like we're talking like billion dollar enterprises with lots of uh lots and lots of money to hire really, really smart people to prevent this type of things. But I can't even imagine there hasn't been anything that's you know that involves technology with I would add a high demand, right? Because you could sit there and you could probably try to predict every single outcome and scenario. There's always gonna be something that gets screwed up. 
it'll be uh, it'll be interesting how the onlines handle it as well. Ooh, that's gonna that is probably gonna. Let's just expect uh, chaos. Just expect it. Uh, I think there I might think you be, would be a little bit. Chaos. Yeah, not a not a complete meltdown. But I, chaos. It's, it's not hard. So many states are doing it now. Let's get let Mingles do it. Huh? Let Mingles do it. Nah, even Ming. You know what it is? Mingles would not be like Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia says, sure, Bill, I'll do that. Mingles would be like, nah, nah not my deal. That's, 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 I, nah, I'm, you not, want me I'm to, not qualified. You want me to set up the uh you want me to set up the acoustics and everything for the uh Metallica concert in the uh the MGM? There's your guy. I gotcha. Yeah. I'm not doing code. <laughs> I don't want to code, right? John Anderson can do that in a couple years from now. Halfway home here on this Friday, the Bruins make a trade, and if they weren't already overwhelming favorites to win the East, they are now. And numbers connected to Jake DeBrusque, you will not believe. Next.